0: Hey guys, Dylan here, producer of the E-commerce Alley podcast. Now, before we get into this episode, I wanted to let you know about a special offer that we're giving all of our podcast listeners. If you scroll down below this episode in the show notes, you'll find a link to a special podcast listener deal on our Scientific E-commerce Facebook Ads Testing course. Now, normally this is $27, but we're going to give you a special link to grab it for only 10. And included with that is a 30-minute ads expert call, where we help answer your questions and implement the content. Thank you very much for being a valued listener to our podcast. And now, on this episode.
1: Everything I tell you is going to change quickly uh, mm-hmm. over time. However, do it. So what I'm going to tell you what we're doing right now, um, Matt and I are already working on completely automating that whole entire process. Um, of splintering all stuff to where it's no longer me actually implementing it, working with AI. It's me waking up in the morning and looking at a chart, and the AI is telling me, "Here's all the things I did." So now,
2: knowing that, Josh, I'm about to make you a lot more money. Uh, Ford's about to actually this time. Um. So. So yeah, Ford, uh, and and I've got some specific ideas in mind that. This is unrehearsed, so you may not hit on these things. But, Ford, explain what you would do, and I may come in and chime in with, with some other stuff too.
1: Okay. Let me give a quick 15 seconds answer to our first question real quick is once you get that <laughs> big of a data set, um, you're going to run it through – you're going to look what the standard deviations are. And you're going to – a statistical outlier is going to be three standard deviations out. You'll take those. You'll run those tests and then uh, compare them to each other using a statistical significant calculator. And it really comes down to the math. It's – Stop! Stop trying to guess about it and rely on the math, math on that. So that's the that's the quick answer there. Um, so we're going to and split we have up that against. all automated on our side. So yeah. yeah. So let me give you guys two caveats before I, or at least one caveat before I start uh, explaining this. And this is both the best thing about uh, unicorn industries and Matt and I, and it's also one of the most infuriating things for people that <laughs> work with us. Um, is that everything I tell you is going to change quickly? Uh, mm-hmm. over time. However, do it. So what I'm going to tell you what we're doing right now, um, Matt and I are already working on completely automating that whole entire process um, of splintering all stuff to where it's no longer me actually implementing it, working with AI. It's me waking up in the morning and looking at a chart and the AI is telling me here's all the things I did
3: um, overnight. So we need to schedule another offline. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, we do.
3: we do. That will that make I, us a lot actually, of money. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Stafford and I have talked about this. I, I would like to get you guys access to some of what we're – I would like to see how this works in other scenarios and and, and environments. So I just want uh, access to your Airtable. I remember your
3: Airtable account last time, and we've been dreaming about that in our sleep since then. <laughs> uh, dude, Man, we need to see what we have now.
2: Trial. So, um,
1: <laughs> <it's>, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, that being said, do this because with the, the threshold of what, what AI is going to give you guys is – um, think of it right now, it's in, it's in its infancy and it's going to change as we go, but don't think of it as, okay, part of it, it is, go, it is going to take over some job. Uh, your media buying and stuff like that, AI eventually is going to be able to run that better than a human, most likely. But think of AI as a term of a booster towards your productivity. So there's going to be a huge swath of people that take AI, leverage it, and really use it in their day to day in marketing, and then they're going to rise to the top. Is that's just how it's going to be because it is such a productivity and a power amplifier beyond the what you can The productivity gap hire. Is, is going to widen. Is what's going to happen. Yeah, the wealth gap is going to widen. It's just an it's the continuation of where we're already going, at least here in the U.S. And those those that are left over, either they need to be doing the most high threshold things to stay relevant, or they're going to become irrelevant marketers. And it's probably just because of some pride factor of I don't want to use um, a robot overlord to run my mm. technology or something like that.
0: <laughs> so, I uh, see that
1: happening Lord. for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. So uh, we have a product, uh, a client or partner that we're working with, um, and they yeah, have. By the way, we don't. Yeah. Vitamin C. Keep going. So here's how we would work through it uh, using AI. So we came through this. Um, initially, you have to start with your own kernel. It's got to start with a human. So don't just go out there and say, uh, hey, ChatGTP, figure this out for me. It's going to go with the most generic stuff that you can find. Run, your, run what you think is good and actively not bad. Get yourself a sample of 10, 20. It's what 30. we call a seed. Yep. You, you still, you, you're still going to seed it. Yep. And so then we're going to get our results back from that and from what is performing. What actively sucks we're going to kill. So everything that Matt and I do falls into a bucket of kill, chase and graduate. Mm -hmm. So kills, we, we will mark those for memory, but we, we're not going to visit those again. Our chases and graduates are things that we're going to build upon. And we're going to splinter on. So if we have seed, then we have our splinters with, you know, root splintering out. And then we're going to have scale after that. So we're into our splinter now. And, Kind of on what you touched on, you know, you said you were looking at it with different type of themes or views. We want to focus with using our AI from the same viewpoint of an audience focus. So, so as with anything in marketing, one thing that doesn't change is the audience is first in this situation. So, let's go through our pain points. Let's ask. Let's prompt um, an AI to work through the pain points. And if you don't know how to do prompting, or if that's a scary thing. Uh, to think about for you it's not and just go onto ChatGTP chat, t- chat and say hey teach me how to use you and the cool thing about it you is can that seriously funny- do that you just yep. tell it to yeah that's how <laughs> I learned okay, <laughs> okay that's cool. amazing so I just <laughs> how asked do I to use you to- <laughs> yeah and it, and it gave me a full rundown and then I got to dive down into some deeper things and now um, I'm pretty good at writing those prompts um, so far and I'll probably be you know a lot better about it next week The So I'll go through there and I'll start asking it to um, explore questions or ideas or uh, sentences or messages that I'm working on from the different viewpoints so we can work through pain and we can work through questions, we can work through concerns, we can work through... Um, you know, all of those normal things that we talk about in marketing. We can also look at it demographically. We can say, you know, take this as if you are already an educated individual. If you're already an expert in the field, take this as if you're 50 or 60 years old. Tell me about this. uh, How would you ask these questions or what would you say if you were um, just getting out of college and doing this? And then we'll go into um, other examples, you know, culturally or, or trying to get us, much surface area as possible. And we'll say, you know, run this in Arabic, run this in Spanish, run this in French or something like that. So the wow. cool thing about the cool thing about vitamin C is that we took all of our graduates. Yeah, we had
2: a Spanish explosion Yeah, when we did this.
1: The product market fit for our Vita vitamin C uh, product is Spanish. It is predominantly Spanish and our time is best spent doing this in Spanish. I'm studying Spanish. I'm bad at it. Matt knows it. But the messages and the, and the context that it came out of is way different than what we would have uh, chosen. What it came up with, what we discovered with, with it is, one, it's in Spanish. And two, the messages that are performing are around how I want to feel when a photograph is taken about me. What will, what will, my, will my skin look like when it goes through editing? How will the light? How will the light of a flash affect my skin and stuff like that? So, By the way,
2: it, it would have taken us three years to get to that point, probably with with our own messaging, running regular speed tests.
1: Wow. So then, okay,
3: let me just that that just blew my mind. I never thought of that. And then when you're running those, what happens when they click in? Like if you're if you elevate and you start to move to that scale, are, are you changing things on your website to be in Spanish then? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah. That's so, a whole so, different yeah. level.
2: <laughs> That's amazing. I'll, I'll go. So, yeah, we can do some on-demand stuff th- through a combination of both AI and automation that um, is pretty cool. It, w- 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 if we, we may get into that, but I, I want to dive deeper into this because there's there's yeah. other really cool things that we can do with this splintering and just this messaging
1: part of it. That I and let know. me tell you that Spanish is a one out of 10 situation for this. You know, it just happened to be that that is a great product. Yeah. Fit for Spanish. The, the, the thing the here is we're doing not is in English, do, it, do it in Spanish. That That's not the, the message here. The message yeah. is
2: we covered a lot of ground and, and that happened to be one of the things that, that we covered that hit. And by the way, that messaging to the English speaking market, it didn't, it Did didn't hit. Flat. Wow, and so wow. It, it, it's it's just really interesting how fast it allowed us to to move. And and if I could, can I can I inject some things here? Yep, go for it, Stafford. Is that okay? <laughs> so here are some of the things that that we found work really well as we're exploring as we're letting AI help us out. and and, and I'll tell you, we start these off manually. So this is now. As Ford mentioned, this is AI, what we call an AI assist. And this is how we started everything here was not let's let AI do our work for us. It's let's let AI really boost our productivity. Mm-hmm. And as we find what works, we then automate that and, and we do let AI do our work. It, and and it, how fast this goes, you know, it took a while. All of our winners for months were generated by Ford by Stafford. And then how long ago was it Stafford that an AI beat you? Was it, it was only like a month ago, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was like three weeks ago when we came back and I said, this was cool too, because you know, it was uh, competing against ads that were saying basically I'm going to give you money, which is normally a very, very strong or free, a very, very strong traffic getter, but it's not a a great customer uh, quality getter type of message. Um, but I ran that as a competition against what the AI was just spitting out and discovering and um, offering people free money versus just telling people, here's how you can talk about discovering a, the severity of this problem you have. Um, the much more boring AI thing actually crushed it. So yeah. um, that's, it, it, beat so, me, it, it beat me three weeks ago. But what I think Matt is getting at is that, you know, with AI assist the scale over the past two years it's, it goes like technology goes over time. It's, it's flat, and now we're seeing this huge spike going up as we're starting to leverage um, yeah, that it, technology. Yeah, the first him three weeks ago, and two weeks ago,
2: our entire batch of winners was AI. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just yesterday or two days ago that AI... Got its first win on the uh, uh, creating web pages for us. Yep, is that yeah. accurate? Okay. Yeah, so um, yeah, it, that's the second it time really it's really
1: on web pages. That's this, uh, but yesterday okay. I messaged you last night. I said I think we have a new deep winner, and the message came from me, but the website came from AI. Interesting. You talking copy so, on the website so, or? It... Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, the the entire dude, yeah. We're getting into design. It, there, there's too much to talk about that right now because I still want to come okay. back to this to, okay. to this prompt engineering because I, I want to give you some – If we're of talking about that, that chart that I
1: was saying, guys, people that listen to this, if anybody listens to me, I'm not assuming that anybody would. Um, <laughs> uh, on the line, if we're talking about really cool stuff, web page and all stuff, that's going to come. Come tune back into the next uh, episode that we do because I'm throwing it out there that we're going to do it. Um The first stuff about discovery, about message discovery using AI is in the format that I've been talking about so far. That is going to already boost you more uh, and boost your productivity more than the web page stuff. So focus on that first section more because you're going to get more oomph out of it today um, than you will out of the web page stuff tomorrow.
0: Hey, thanks for checking out the eCommerce Alley podcast. If you've been enjoying this episode so far, it would mean a ton to us if you'd leave us a rating on whatever podcast app you're listening to. And as a token of our appreciation, if you take a screenshot of your review and email it to team at the we're just going to go ahead and shoot you a $10 Amazon gift card just as a thank you. Now, back to the episode.
2: Yeah. Um... So here's some dimensions you can use to get value out of your AI. You can go in there and you can say things like, uh, okay, so I've got this pain point. Let's say that the pain point is, uh, I want to look good in a selfie. Um, uh, or, or I look bad in a selfie. What can I do about it? Now I can go in and tell AI that Ford already mentioned some of these things. I can go in there and say, uh, talk to me as if I'm 40 years old, 50 years old, 60 years old. So, so break it down, tell the AI specifically, um, I want to know if I'm 40 years old, talk to me about this pain point. And it's going to give you different output. You can tell the AI, talk to me as if you are a researcher. Talk to me as if you are a teenager. Talk to me as if you are my mother, my father, my children. So you can start to, you can play with relationships there. And it does a surprisingly good job at taking those relationships and taking those demographics and making it, Work. You can say, you know, the famous marketing thing, which by the way, we've gotten away from because we found it. We found other methods that work as well. But you can say, uh, tell me about this as if I'm a fifth grader. Tell me about this as if I'm a, a college graduate who's a professional. And by the way, that's the thing that we found recently. Talking to people as if they're intelligent and I was not going a to fifth grader. The same
1: thing is is we actually okay. go the opposite direction for a lot of our stuff, and we assume our audience is smart, um, which mm. is you know not. And we assume that they don't have a lot of
2: time, and they just want the answer to their question. And so, we, in fact, hey, yeah, I've got the book right here. We 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 base a lot of this we, we this book smart brevity which is by the founders of Axios, not that I'm shilling that or anything, but, but this concept of treating your audience as if they're intelligent and get to the point and don't, don't belabor it with all of this other stuff. Anyway, that's a, that's a separate thing, but it happens to fit into our AI story. Well, cause AI does that well. The other things that you can do though, the dimensions that I think are underrated on AI, you can not only tell it, um, you know, tell me this as if you, the AI, are, you know, an expert researcher, as if you're a medical doctor with authority, as if you're a social media influencer. It, it will change that, but you can also change the voice of it. And you can say, uh, tell me this um, in a in a punchy way. This is one of my favorites right now. Tell, tell me this in a punchy way. And what it will do is it's going to do it in short, like really uh, very succinct sentences. Tell me this in a humorous way. Tell me this in a... Uh, in an empathetic way, you can put emotions into it. And and once we have these, what we call recipes, so Stafford might experiment with, you know, okay, tell it to me this way. Tell it to me as if you're this and I'm this. So, again, working with both relationships and emotion, which obviously emotion is really big in in marketing, instead of just having it answer questions for you, tell it the emotion, tell it the the relationship that exists, tell it as much as you can about the audience demographic, that it's a, a single mom who's 32 years old, um, who takes her kids to soccer, now explain to her why she wants to look good for her selfie, and, and it's going to spit stuff out. And, it, and again, some of it is actively bad, but a shocking amount of it is not. And, um, so, so you can get off into these dimensions. Then we take those, those things that we find, it's not just that they win in marketing. It's that we get good output from it and we turn those into recipes so that now in the future, and, and this is where the automation comes in, Stafford still plays around with this. He gets the AI assist from it. But once he finds something where it's like, that was actually a pretty good pattern when I did it from a standpoint of this is your, Uh, you know, this is your fifth grade teacher telling you this to your future self. Again, I'm making stuff up right now, but you can get really creative with that. When we find something that works, we put it into a recipe. And once something is a recipe, now when Stafford wants to go, and let's say that we have a message that is winning at some level, now he can go in there and say, cool, apply this recipe to it, and this one and this one, and we can just automate it and say, cool, that's going to come up with, you know, give us – 30 variations across these four different recipes and test all of these landing pages automatically. Now all of a sudden this AI assist goes, it, it just goes into hyperdrive and you can cover so much ground, so much splintering because it's usually going to get, you, you get you get really good contrast with it. It will say the same thing, but with a lot of contrast in voice, with a lot of contrast in authority, with a lot of contrast in uh, in, in the relationship. Um, and, and those are really good contrasts to test. And for mm-hmm. us as humans, they're really hard to do. It's hard for me when I speak as if I'm, uh, I, I can speak as if I'm an expert. That's an easy one for me generally. But if you ask me to speak as if I'm a, um, a child talking to their parent, uh, man, I can, that's hard for me to do. If you ask me to speak as if I'm, Um, you know, a friend of uh, somebody who's just gone through a breakup, that's hard for me to do. I might think I'm doing okay, but I'm, I'm not. So, so, so now we have these recipes and some of the recipes, by the way, include, and this is where it gets cool because we can start layering these things. Some of the recipes will include things like, and translate this to Spanish. And by the way, not just translate it to Spanish, translate this to conversational Spanish from Mexico, translate this, to um to formal spanish from spain translate so so and and again here's the important another important thing we're we're back to this low threshold thing it's going to make mistakes Mm -hmm. we're okay with that. We're assuming what we're looking for are the things that the messaging is so on point. It hits so close to home for our consumers that they're willing to overlook that. Oh, that was, that was an awkward way to say that particular thing. That's why we look for these outliers. We look for these things like that messaging itself is so strong that it could be written by an AI and it's still hmm. going to jump out front. It's still going to be something that then if I gave it to you, let's say, Josh, you've got a really good copywriter on staff. Now it's take this, the bones of this thing, because this thing is working and it's working when we didn't care about having a super high threshold. Now take the bones of that and give it to somebody who's going to make the th- high threshold count. Mm-hmm. That's the turbocharge on it. These things are and
1: already statistical outliers. Hydros that's when that's exactly when you
3: switch it to high threshold so just just to clarify though so as you get these different outputs that aren't actively bad you're taking these and you're then moving them into the rapid experimentation the test where you're running just like we talked about in episode 1920 you're moving them into that to to then shift into the outliers before putting more into like a higher threshold with a copywriter
2: correct okay by the time it go and we actually have three three levels of this so we have the the this ai and automation level And then it graduates to typically not a full copywriter, but just somebody who can go in, say an editor. Okay. That's probably a good way of looking at it. They're going to go in and tweak it and be like, ah, that, okay. That wording is a little bit clunky. Let's do this. And, and that's one level of graduation. And then at some point it's like this thing, the bones of this thing are really working. Now it would make a ton of sense to give it to Josh, who's, who's now going to put it through, now let's make this thing pretty. Now, and, and I, I say that in the most positive way possible. That, now let's graduate this to a high threshold piece. Let's create um, video out of it. it. It's worth investing that time. But by the time we get there, it's proven. We know that if we apply high threshold resources to it, and high threshold resources are generally going to be people, time, and money. Those are your th- high threshold resources. And and we want to make it so that as much as possible, by the time it, it gets there, it's earned being there. We talk about having the right to the, the right to win, the right to be there. And and what we know is by the time our creatives graduate and our messaging and our offers and and, and our pricing and all of this stuff, by the time it graduates up, it has a right to win. We should it, everything should be a turbocharger from, from, from that point now. And then we still have some tricks that we do for scale and algorithmic, you know, the distribution matching and stuff, but um, it, it's got to earn its way up there. And we start down here at this very, very low threshold of, of things. And by the way, you can also tell it, these are probably more evident But you can do things like write me a headline and keep it, you know, make it punchy and 10 words or less. Mm-hmm. Um, write me a headline that uses this analogy, write me, uh, you, you, so you mentioned the golf thing. You could it, obviously if your primary market is golf, yeah, you can have a golf bet, but let's say your primary market isn't golf. Let's say your primary market is, um, pain remediation for joint pain. And you know, that golfers might be in your primary market. Now you can say, tell this to me as if you're a golf professional, uh, you know, teaching, um, a newbie or teaching an advanced golf, whatever. The, the, the number of relationships that you can come up with that AI can help you with. And by the way, we would probably front that with what kind of what kind of people might experience shoulder pain or joint pain And then it's going to come up at some point with you know this is how we start splintering and diving and going deep and using this as something that, that now it's not pure AI, just let the AI run. It's if Ford if Ford's primary metric for how successful he is as a marketer is how many ideas he can cover. Now we take it from Ford can get out 40 tests in a day to Ford can get out 400 tests in a day. He can increase his output by a factor of 10. And 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 by the way I don't that's not a stretch is it Ford that, you, that it's a factor oh, of 10
1: more than that um, I can do four okay. before lunch. It's
2: <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Um and, and And especially once you get these recipes down, once you get the recipes down, we find that we have these recipes that we can go back to time and time again, and then we can just apply pure automation to them. Now we can say as soon as a message pops up and and shows that it's an outlier, just automatically apply these go apply these ten recipes to it and run it again and and so if on Wednesday, the initial message pops up by the following Monday, it will have run a hundred more tests automatically. And it's like, not only is this the message that wins, but here's the particular voice. You want to do it with an authoritative voice, or you want to do it with a pinch of humor in it, or you want to be slightly sarcastic or you know, mm. whatever you can tell people like to, to say this as if you're a rich asshole and, and don't condescending. And I don't know if you remember like the rich jerk from a decade ago or whatever that guy was, but, but you can do stuff like that and, and have voice like that. And you'll find it's shocking. You'll it's, it's like, Oh, that voice works really well to, to actually have a condescending voice that I would never have. I, like I would have never written that, but to talk to somebody as if they're like a, a, a little bit of an idiot that they haven't already tried this um anyway it's wow. I, again that's not the it's not that that's the trick it's to, it's that you can go after all of these points of view all of these come froms all of these relationships you know, look around in your life just like you might normally with product. Just walk around and be like, what are the relationships exist? Okay, there's parents and children and friends and boss and coworkers and authority figures mm-hmm. and teachers and police officers and doctors and, and what are the tones of voice that they might have and what are the emotions that, that, that they might have and what are the emotions you want your people to feel? And all of those things can mix into splintering with your AI off of one single message, by the way. You can take one message that's, I want to look good in a selfie And we can come up with, as a human, I might be able to come up with 10 offshoots of that that stay in that theme. The AI literally will come up with hundreds of them. And then you have your choice, by the way, which in our case, we can test all of them because we automate it. In in your case, Josh, it might be you get all of these things and now you're just going to curate and you're going to say, oh, that's a really good one. I wouldn't have thought about that. Oh, that's a really good one. I wouldn't have thought about that. Let's Mm -hmm. test these, you know, what we would consider to be the top 10. Um, and see if we can get winners out of it. But that's the part, I, most people are, are taking such a shallow view of what you can do with AI, and, and I'm talking AI generally. I know Stafford's talking uh, ChatGPT specifically because that's where he does his manual work, but then there's a bigger brother to ChatGPT that's called InstructGPT that um, that we can now automate using and, and, and kind of go through that, that, that we, we can apply our... Our prompts and our recipes now
1: using instruct GPT, and it's really that's cool. a really good differentiation to make. I'm not doing prompts and recipes and automations off of Chat GTP. Um, I'm exploring with it. Can I give some context and one tip uh, for people that might be swimming in these ideas and wondering how to structure this? Yes, please. <laughs> okay. That's that's Dylan and me right now. That's you're talking. <laughs> just talk to us.
3: Okay, yeah, make cool. it very real for them. Talk <laughs> to, to right, us so. like we're fifth graders.
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, so um, first thing is, is, as Matt's talking about automations and running those um, anywhere from talk to me from an authoritative voice to translate this in Spanish, um, there is um, a general order of operation as to what is valuable. Um, and what you should be hitting first. Stick with what you think is going to have the highest impact and what is obvious first. Don't get a winner and just automatically translate into 30 different languages. There's probably a lot more work you can do on that winner before you move in there. So so if there's no secret recipe to it, sit back and think about what would logically be the highest impact from a messaging standpoint or resonating with your audience before you start building out automations or before you start running down a rabbit hole. Remember, stay as wide as possible.
2: Internally, we will always go through, like, what's the obvious thing to do here? If there is no obvious thing, let's get creative. But if there is an obvious thing, let's, let, let's try it and see if that works. It often doesn't. But if there is an obvious path, t- take it.
1: Choose easy. Yep. Our default is if there's something that's a graduate, a hard graduate, uh, if we're thinking about a funnel, our default is move down first, and if not, move broad up top. Down will happen far less frequently than moving broad up top, and that's how it should be. Okay, so that's the context. I'd like to, to box all this in. Um, and it may change as, as AI changes uh, um, and starts to evolve and they re- bring out new iterations. The second one definitely will change, the, this tip that I'm bringing up. But as you're getting started, if you kind of like uh, – Kind of like y'all saying, you know, I've come in here and I've just asked it to run a few uh, headlines and I've Mm -hmm. just kind of dabbled with it. Um, The artificial intelligence um, chat chat GTP is working off of 2020 data, I think. And it's working off of structures and formats. that. yep. 2021. it, t- it takes all this information about blog writing and about um, structure of sentences and voice and all stuff, and it's all math to the AI, so it's building patterns and all that stuff. So when you ask it to do something, it's going to go with the most obvious pattern most of the time. Now, I'm not a I'm not a coder or anything like that, but I assume from my experience, that's what I'm seeing. Matt might be able to agree with that or not. Um, so say you write a blog or something like that. Take that big blog that it's going to spit out because it's going to come out with a very, very... Uh... You, one use words that that are universal. So we use something called briefs, and we use sandboxes internally. The uh, the uh, GTP or GTP has no idea what those mean. Those are just internal words. So I often use words like blog post, and I often use words like article, um, news story, or something like that. Um, take that format and then start shaping. You can also Ford. I
2: don't know. I don't know if you if you knew this Ford. This is one of the beautiful things about ChatGPT because it retains context. Mm-hmm. You can tell it early on. Um, you could say a brief is like a blog post, oh, I've done that. but with, and then you can, and then you can define that, and then, and then you can tell it, write me a brief, so we could do a recipe for that, and define your word and and what it means contextually, and then use your word, and it will actually, it, it does it better. Yeah, sorry. I've I've not used it in
1: the way question. that you've explained. I'm going to try that today. I've taken I've taken actual successful briefs and I told it to learn my brief style. Okay. Okay. Uh, yep. And I'll give it to it to do that. But um, then play with play with modalities and and what that looks like in terms of AI as well. So I'll take a full blog article and an often prompt that I use is improve this for readability on a cell phone. And you will be surprised wow. by the type of structure and feedback that it gives you. It's going to chunk it for the size of a screen. It's going to give you short snippets of powerful messages and bullets often. And it's going to be able to be scrollable and readable. So I'll take a large concept and I'll use modalities or thoughts behind that as, write this as if I'm presenting a quiz on the next page. Write this for a cell phone. Um <laughs> You know,
2: yeah, preframing. By the way, you can do really powerful preframing when you know that 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 I'm going to ask them to 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 uh, buy a subscription on the next page. So preframe it for that. I'm going to preframe it for a quiz. Preframe it for a sale. Um, you you can you can give it context, and that could be another again recipe or dimension that you use for this. But that's a that's a great
1: great tip. Yep. So the tip there is assume it's going to give you general, and then shape it, mold it. Um, it's going to be a, a hot piece of steel, and you need to hit it against your anvil, which is what you're going to be doing in testing. So, wow! So, you you can also, by the
2: way, along those lines, this is something else I I have used before because it does tend to want to give you. It's a prediction engine. It's all that it is, by the way. It you 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 give it. It used to be called completions. What now you can give it instructions, but all that it's doing is predicting what the next word should be here, which means that by default, it's going to be fairly. Vanilla. It's going to be the same as a a basic web search that people do, and we know as marketers that that the more there's way more power once people get further down that search. Once they're deeper into Google says we need 500 touches now, or a consumer goes through 500 touches before they make a buying a purchasing decision. Now, the deeper they are, the more powerful it is. So you want to give it that context, but you can also tell it things like write this uh, in the voice of Tim Ferriss, write this in the voice of you know, some other, you know, writer that would have a lot of content out there that it would have been able to spider. You can give it voices like that too. If you, if there's a particular style that you like. Um, so anyway, keep going forward. That that was it. Yeah.
1: I, I just wanted to mention that context and then give a little tip on if you're starting this expect general and, um, figure out the prompts that work for you as you go.
3: It, it sounds yes, to me yeah. like the people that are going to really win and rise above the top um, are the ones that actually – they go beyond just that general of like saying, hey, write me 25 headlines. It's the ones like you guys have written down – I've written down prompt here the fact that like talk to me as if you're my whatever, my mom, my whatever. dad, my yep. boss. Talk, uh, talk to me as if I'm a that. I mean using
1: universal stuff, the brief, I mean just – Also when- assume that those prompts will change over time.
0: And that some okay. that
1: is going to become outdated. The, the, return to my caveat at the beginning is, you know, they're going to come out with GTP4 soon. They're going to come out with a Instruct GTP, I'm assuming. Yeah, and, and just constantly be, be experimenting. It's it. going to be changing. So don't get complacent. Always be experimenting. So even though we have our automations and we run things through, the value, my time is leveraged when I'm in chat GTP. My time is leveraged when I'm actively exploring and asking questions because things are changing so quick. Wow, that's good. That's really, really good. Your time is leveraged when you're in it,
3: and you have to, you have to almost stay in it to remain relevant and and evolving with it. I I'm just curious from both of you because I did search ChatGPT was released like I think November 30th is what Google just said or November, the end of November um, that suddenly it blew up, right? So that's only two months ago. Yeah, and you <laughs> both are are like the first people I've talked to that are on like a different like. Echelon, like up here, you know, of what you're doing. Like, how the heck are you keeping up? Like, how do you recommend? How are you keeping up? And how are you going to keep
2: staying to date with the well, changes? So, I'll give you some of my tricks, and I know yeah. Ford's got some tricks too. That's a really good question. So, I love um, Twitter. Uh, I I spend a lot of time on Twitter. That has become my social media of choice, and the reason is stuff like that. You can find people and you can follow people who will come out with, "Hey, look at this experiment that I just ran," um, and with this particular instruction and how I set this up, and 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 the beauty of Chat GPT, by the way, that's better than Chat GPT is actually a worse version of AI than GPT three. I don't, most people don't know that it's a significantly worse version but it retains context, meaning it's got a memory, and it's built for, for, for natural language input. So it's actually the weakest tool in their quiver but it's the most generally accessible tool and that's what's unlocked all of this. Anyway, so I follow people on Twitter and that will give me a lot of really good just creative ways of using it and hey, I did it like this and I present and I it, so much of it is not about the question you're asking, it's about how you're framing it and the context that you're giving it. That's what makes ChatGPT so powerful is you can give it context, which you couldn't really do it was harder to do before and you were very limited in what you could do before. So I follow Twitter. There are also a couple of, um, uh, this is a technical thing, but there are GitHub repositories that they're used for code, but there are GitHub repositories where people have gone and they contribute prompts and things that they've learned about, uh, of, of creative ways that they can use chat GPT. And, um, and I love kind of wading through those. I'm a nerd. Uh, I, I readily admit that, but, but there's a lot of people who are using it in creative ways. And, and I like to try and take those things and see how that changes what I'm doing and, and tweak and try. And as Ford mentioned, so much of it is just try, just, just play. This, this started, the chat GPT portion of this t- started with uh, Stafford was actually at my house and we were just messing around. And sitting on my computer and both of us are like, what
1: the heck? I think and, we wrote an alternate ending of Harry Potter where Voldemort was. Oh yeah, that's how it started. That's right. Yeah. It was right an alternate ending
2: to Harry Potter
1: <laughs> That's where, amazing. where
2: Voldemort turns out to be good or something like anyway. And, and, it wrote this thing. It's like, that's actually really good. And, and then we just, for hours we played with it and then Stafford went from there and he's like, I'm going to go. So up till then I'd been coding AI using the, the typical APIs But he went through and the the iterations he could get were he started way outpacing me. So on the one hand, he couldn't automate what he was doing, but he could experiment like crazy. And so while I could automate the heck out of it, I wasn't experimenting as much, if that makes sense. So Ford kind of became the experimentation side of things and literally like experimenting for hours and hours a day, just seeing what if, well, what if I did this? I wonder if I can do that. What happens if I do this other thing and getting mm. a lot of bad output, but getting some good output and then him feeding me from an auto- automation standpoint saying, Hey, we, could we automate this? Could we do this? This is where the concept of our recipes came in. And, and, and in fact, recipes came into the point where in our content, we've got recipes where it, it can be like in the, because we have a structure for what our first paragraph is and what our second paragraph is and stuff. But we'll have recipes that say, just rewrite the first paragraph, just rewrite the second paragraph, just rewrite the closing paragraph, rewrite the headline, you know, um, do this with this image, because we we do some, not nearly as much AI with images, but some AI with images. And, And a lot of that comes from the experimentation that Ford will do uh, manually, the manual experimentation that then leads to really super effective automation and leverage opportunities. Don't be afraid to be stupid in it for, for a little bit, I guess is the thing. So
3: you've mentioned multiple times, you know, you guys work to find and create recipes. Can you elaborate? Like what do you, when you say recipes, are you talking about like these prompts and these framings
2: that you've been talking about this whole time? Is that what a recipe is? Okay. Correct. And, okay. and so then we, we've got a library of these recipes. So let's say that now, so we've been talking about vitamin C, but let's say that now we are talking about um, selling uh, bobbleheads. I got I got my bobblehead here. There we go. Um, and, and, and so, and we've got these libraries of prompts that have worked well of, of what I would call transformations that have worked well in the past for us. So we come up with, you know, hey, want a bobblehead that looks just like you? Um, and maybe that's a winner at some level. Now we've got all these transformations of. Okay, we'll try it as a child speaking. Try it as talking to a fifth grader. Try it in Spanish. Try try a combination of these things. Make it so that it's it's less mm. than uh, you know less than a hundred words in mobile format, um, written uh, written as a as one fifth grader to another. Uh, do it as a joke. Um, do it as a quiz. It can, by the way, it can write quiz. It can write really good quizzes for you, especially when you give it some training and some structure for how you want the quiz to be uh, to, to be written. So, so now we can take this winning concept of buy a bobblehead um, and we can just run it through this library of transformations that we have. And it would be the same thing as if we had a staff of of copywriters and said, Hey, you write it in a humorous way. Hey, you write it as an authority. Hey, you write it as a comedian. Hey, you write it as, you know, whatever. Um, we can apply these, the, uh, these libraries of prompts to it. Again, some of them layering them, some of them standalone. Uh, the, the, the most basic is just give me 10 variations of this headline or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, then, then then we can automate the discovery work that Ford is doing because so often sometimes they don't apply. Sometimes it will be very specific to vitamin C. It might be super, super specific to what's the what's the the quality in vitamin C that makes your skin fresh and clean. I don't I, I don't do this, so I don't know if that's one of the things it's, or it's not. C. But, a, but but a lot of them will be more general. If that makes sense.
3: Yeah. Wow.
2: Okay. Uh, um, I guess, and by uh, the way, you can do like full videos and stuff. I can, you can have it write you YouTube video scripts with, you know, tongue in cheek, YouTube video scripts. And then they apply this, this is the next dimension because then you do it with uh, a male voice with a British accent and a female voice with an Australian accent and a male and female voice in an American accent and slow and fast. And with a Southern accent And again, you, it's shocking to me. And when you can just do that and it's just a, it's just a thing, you push a button and it comes out. It's shocking how you can do all of that. And you'll play the, you know, you have these videos and it's like, Oh, okay. Wow. A female Australian is really appealing to Americans. I mean, I kind of knew that, but you can actually, you can test that out and, 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 those are the, you know, that's not gonna get you like a 400% gain. But when you take something that's working and suddenly you apply a, an Australian female voice to it, and it's like, oh, okay, cool. That, that works 10% better than the American voiceover. It's, it's cool, there's a lot that you can, there's so much that you can play with here and provide so much surface area to the AI's, to, to the machine learning algorithms that um, it's very it's just very, very cool. It,
3: I was talking uh, last week with some of our team about how it's it's insane. I mean, this isn't going anywhere. It's only advancing very fast, and it's just going to become Correct. part of our daily lives. That I just like if you if you look at what has happened so far on this scale and what's going to happen in the next five years, like we're already looking at AI illustrations, and you know, you could say, make me a photo of the you know Elon Musk smoking a cigar off of a balcony in Manhattan, you know, yeah. whatever. And if video is just a combination of tons of images, what happens when you say – it gets to that point where eventually you could say, uh, write me a script. This is the plot. This is the book. Maybe there's an original book. You just upload the manuscript of the book, and it's like convert this into a, a movie, and hear are the character voice. And eventually movies can just be written – in Australian accents of whatever yes. the protagonist, and then all of a sudden, movies are being created with AI, and it sounds, looks, and the script. I mean, the level of production that becomes a low threshold, medium threshold, <laughs> you know. Yep. And uh, and it's it exactly uh, what it is. It's gonna. I'm just thinking how advanced that will eventually become. And I think the biggest thing is you
2: can't avoid Here's it. Here's the shocking thing to that. That's not five years down the road. The the acceleration of this right now. Um, I would say that, that that's two years down the road before we've got our first full production AI, but from a marketing standpoint, it's today. Because yeah. from a marketing standpoint, I'm not trying to create a two hour. I'm not trying to be James Cameron. I'm trying to create something that's low fidelity, but just to see if it works and it's today, man, it's, it's today. And, and by, I would imagine that by sometime this year we're going to have, we'll have version four out of these things, but we're also going to have an acceleration of the imaging tools and it only goes faster from here. And, and it's going to be that separation from the haves and the have nots it's going to accelerate and it's going to be harder and harder to jump from a have not up to a have, the further you get behind in this. And I don't mean to be alarmist. I just think that that's where this is. That's where this is going. It, we're, we're, it we're we're we're, in the thick of it. And I think most people think we're not in the thick. Most people think we're at the beginning of it. And to some extent that's true, but I think they're going to be shocked at how in the thick of it we are right now, because there's guys like me and there's guys like Stafford out there who are putting out so much content, who are putting out so many experiments um, that it's even at this low fidelity We're we're actually, we're leaning into the fact that it's low fidelity right now. Um, But it's happening right now. And I, again, this is just my prediction, but I think the next big iteration of Facebook's marketing algorithm is what's going to throw this into overdrive for marketers. And that's where, if you're not already playing this game, I think you run the risk of really being left behind quickly. And again, I'm not trying to be alarmist. I just, that's the math that I see right now. I think 2023 I think this is the year that this pivots from a marketing standpoint from, from both what we're doing as marketers, but also from what the platforms are embracing and what they're going to reward. I believe that Facebook from an advertising standpoint is going to start um, rewarding splintered content, just like Google's PMAX. PMAX has been around for a little while. People use it incorrectly. They apply it to the same website that they've always had. What PMAX is really built for is splintered content, exactly like we've been talking about, a lot of variation, um, a large surface area. PMAX is designed to take advantage of that. It's designed to cover a large surface area and find the path that is the ideal path for the consumer to travel, to purchase your things, which means chunking down your content, less content, smaller chunks from multiple viewpoints, and a lot of it that all follows a path is what we what we call a sandbox. I know Josh, you've heard us use that before. Pmax is just the big picture embodiment of what sandboxes are. I believe Facebook's going to embrace that same concept of advertising and you'll no longer be as rewarded or maybe even rewarded period for these tent pole pieces that tend to be how Facebook works right now, which is to find this one long form page and maybe a handful of creatives that you can scale on that that has lost effectiveness post post ATT. I believe that Facebook's going to embrace, they're going to expose more of how their machine learning works and people who have already caught on to how to have splintered content, how to have splintered messaging, how to build out sandboxes, which are really just these themed um, collections of splintered content that's that's broken down into what we call brief format. I, I don't know that all of those things are going to prove to be true, but I, but, but. All of the patterns would say enough of those are going to prove to be true, that people caught up. Everybody's trying to force the old way of doing things in Facebook to still work. And I believe we're going to have a breaking change, worse than ATT, where it's not going to be a breaking change. It's going to be a breaking pivot to embracing a lot of content, embracing a lot of viewpoints, embracing coverage, embracing contrast and embracing diversity of content and letting Facebook piece together the touch points or Google piece together the touch points in the conversion path in a better way than you can with a long form sales copy where you assume, you know, the sequence and you assume that you know the content and you assume that you know what people want to see and when they want to see it and how they want to see it. Now it's going to be, how can I take this one piece of content? How can I take this, this one testimonial from a customer and present it in 8 or 9 or 10 different modalities and and then give it to facebook and say do with this what you will give it to pmax and say do with this what you will find the spot in this conversion process find the touch point where this is the thing that they need to see Mm-hmm. Because I've got this, and then and then later when they have a concern and they've got an obstacle, here's another touch point that just addresses that, and it comes from this viewpoint, and it's in this it's and it's video or it's text or it's a quiz or whatever it might be, and and that explosion of content, that explosion of diversity, that explosion of modalities, um, I believe is the future of online marketing because it's the it's one of the few things that makes sense post ATT. And it already fits with the algorithm, algorithmic machine learning, AI driven model that Facebook already has, that Google already has, that TikTok already has, you know, Amazon's going to struggle a little bit, not struggle. They're going to be a little bit different because they've got all these pages that they control. But, but conceptually, mathematically, this is where it's, this is where it's going. Wow. Sorry, that was a rant, but I'll get on that. That That was
3: amazing. Right now, man. That was, that was really good. And, um, I, I appreciate both of you being on here. I, every time that I meet with you, um, like I, I tell Dylan, I'm like, every time we meet with these guys, we make more money. Our business grows. Um, we get so much feedback from the, the concepts and ideas you guys have. And I think that like my, uh, we walk away from this, just like inspired by a lot of these new ideas that you guys are like on the forefront, forefront of learning and implementing and the fact that you're sharing these with us and our audience and our customers is amazing. Um, I think that's a wonderful note to end on because I think we need to dangle the carrot for everyone to come back to the next one <laughs> because I have a lot. I have two pages of question or ideas here and I think it would be really cool to dive into. All right. Matt, if this is where we're going, Safford, if this is where we think, think think things are going with this more surface instead of going big and deep with just the single creative, the single ad and things are changing, what does that start to look like uh, from a practical campaign level because I know a lot of people that listen are head over heels in the campaign. Josh,
2: stuff. we had to go through we let, let's let's carve out some time at some point to actually go through an over the shoulder thing. Um, and 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 take you provide us a concept and we'll go through and flesh it out and build out campaigns. And I think we could go through. I, I, that would be fun for me, I think, to, to do an actual, like, let's go do it. Let's show how fast it can go, too, because um, we'll do it real time. And you could bring us a blind concept like we won't we will have never heard it before. And and, and let's go through and do something with it. If you're open to that, I, that, huh. I think that'd be fun. I I
3: am 100% on. Let's do that. And actually, here's what we'll do. We're just going to throw this out there. Um, we're going to make a page for anyone who's interested in joining this. And maybe if it's past then and you're listening and we've already done this. And maybe it's like a we'll have the recording. Uh, go to Alipodcast.com slash... I'm gonna go forward. I think we've used Matt already. So I'm gonna go slash forward, F-O-R-D. And we're gonna to direct to a page that if we haven't done this workshop, or we haven't done this training over the shoulder, uh, you'll be able to fill, fill in your information to let us know that you wanna be on that. And then if you're coming in it's late, we'll just redirect it to the replay. So anyone could still take advantage of that. Um, I would love to do that guys thank you so much that'd be cool thank you so much for being here um you're you we're very grateful for you and the fact that you just sat here with us for (laughs) an hour and a half talking through these things um but for everybody listening this is the e-commerce alley podcast produced by the legendary dylan counts behind the scenes matt and stafford and i want to say thank you for listening and we will see you in the next episode Hey guys, it's Josh. Thanks for listening to the audio version of the e-commerce alley. Did you know that we actually have an amazing set in high quality video production that gets posted on YouTube every single week? If you've never watched the e-commerce alley on YouTube, you have to go to alleypodcastcom slash YouTube to check it out. Once again, thank you for listening to this podcast and we hope you enjoy this episode.